whole thing, okay? And sometimes it is good to, to tell a story and to tell a story with the whole thing. You know, sometimes we can get kind of bogged down in the details and we forget to see the whole picture. Now, when you think about Christmas, boys, girls, and, and adults, um, sometimes we, we think about songs. I, I wonder if any of the children here have got a favorite Christmas song. Anyone got a fam- favorite Christmas song? Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells is a great Christmas song. Favorite Christmas song? Mary, did you know? Very nice song. Grace, have you got a favorite Christmas song? You have Jingle Bells. Well, Mary, we've got lots of votes for Jingle Bells. Little Town of Bethlehem. That's a, that's a good song too. Um, any other favorite songs people have? The 12 Days of Christmas. Well... There we are. That sounds like a really long time to spend with your family, doesn't it? The 12 days of Christmas. Um, You really need lots of presents, don't you, to um, see yourself through all of those occasions. Um, Now, my favorite Christmas record is Phil Spector's Christmas album. Uh, I have a, um, a vinyl copy of this. Now, my son, who's in Canada... Long way away. He, he's, a, he's a very big son. He's, um, he's, he's, he's much taller than me. Um, he, he remembers Christmas, and he remembers us playing the songs on this. I don't think he's got jingle bells on it. It does start with White Christmas, and it finishes with Silent Night. I know that. And he remembers that, and he decided that he wanted to um, remember something of Christmas. We haven't seen him for a couple of years. He's a long way away in Canada, so he bought himself a copy of this on vinyl too. And he, he took a recording of, um, of it playing on his record player um, and posted it on our family WhatsApp. So, so I put my copy on um, and I took, a, took a, um, a video of a song playing from the album and I posted it on our family um, WhatsApp too. Just to kind of remember um, that, uh, that wonderful album and, and the great songs that are in it. There are lots of songs that might be going around in your head because they've been going on in the radio and on the supermarket and different places. I wish it could be Christmas every day. There was a man, really, there was a man who for one whole year celebrated Christmas every day. Every day he used to watch a video of the Queen's speech. He used to eat a full Christmas lunch every day. I don't know whether, like Mr. Bean, he gave himself a Christmas card um, every day as well and looked surprised when he received it. I wish it could be Christmas every day. All I want for Christmas is you. That's that's another song. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, There's also the song, Last Christmas. It's kind of one of the the most well-known Christmas songs. Again, it features again and again through um, uh, the radio and, and supermarkets and so on. Last Christmas, 400 million pounds um, that, that they receive in royalties from that particular song every year. Last, sorry, 400,000. Yeah, f- thanks for that. Thanks for, for, for keeping me um, um, on track there. 400,000 pounds. Yeah, that, that's quite a lot of money, isn't it, for, um, for that song that some people might find um, a little annoying. <laughs> but that song has also been made into a film recently. Um, the, the film surprisingly called Last Christmas. 
Um, and in the film, the, uh, the, the main character is a lady called Kate. Kate and her family came to this country from Croatia. And Kate wants to be a singer. Kate doesn't very um, often get jobs as a singer. Um, she's um, really struggling to, to get a job. And in fact, she's recovering from a huge operation. She's recovering from a heart transplant. Um, and she is quite a self-centered young woman. Um, she um, really only cares very much about herself. Although she's had a heart transplant, she eats most of the time junk food, which, as you know, is not great, is it? It's not good to eat junk food, um, particularly if you have just had um, a heart transplant. Um, but one day in the film, Kate meets a mysterious stranger, Tom. And Tom gets her to think about a different way of living. Tom gets her to think about maybe eating a bit differently, thinking a bit differently, maybe getting on with her family a bit better. That's a Christmas message for you, isn't there? And she does. She begins to move away from a self-centered life, a destructive path, and she begins to move towards a different way of living, a different way of thinking. Now, one of the things that um, Tom does for Kate is to say to her, look up, look up. I wonder if you've ever looked up in Calvary Evangelical Church. You know, maybe, maybe there's a spider or two or a fly that's been caught somewhere up there. You know, I've been walking down London Road the last couple of Sundays because I got the train here from Lansing and I've been told uh, when I go different parts of um, the country and different parts of the world, it's really good to look up, and I, and I have. Have you looked up in London Road? Um, look up beyond the shops that all kind of look pretty much the same, and you see that the, the buildings are really very special behind the shop fronts. Just look up. Look up and see. Look up in here. Look up when you're around and about. When I go to... Um, a country called Latvia, um, the, the capital called Riga, they say look up because the buildings have got amazing um, decorations on the, the, the tops and the roofs of the building. There's one, there's one building with a, an amazing black cat on the roof. And there's a wonderful story about the black cat. Um, a man who was a businessman tried to get into a special club for businessmen, but they didn't want him to come in. So they put, he put the black cat on the roof of his house and he turned the black cat with its bottom towards the clubhouse that wouldn't let him in. Ooh, that's a bit rude, isn't it, perhaps? But then after a while, they decided they'd let him in. So, that, so he moved the cat so that the face was turning towards the club. Look up, you see. You can miss a lot of things. You can miss many, many things if you don't look up and see what's there. You know, do you ever see people walking around? Walking around? Ah, oh, man, what are they looking at? They're not looking up, are they? They're looking down so often, um, looking at their phones, um, wondering um, what's on their phone, what message they might have received. Um, the, the message to look up is a really powerful one. It's worth us thinking about on Christmas Day. Look up. Look up and, uh, and think about 
this amazing message that we've heard about earlier in the children's talk about God becoming man, about God coming, being born amongst us as a baby. Now, children, if you've, if you've still got your envelope and, and your envelope's not open and your chocolate's not been eaten, um, open your envelope and, and in it there is a, there's a sheet and, and on the back of the sheet there's a little statement I want you to um, uh, think about in a minute. And, and maybe if you're able to read it out loud for us, that would be great in a moment. So get your envelope out, take a look, and maybe you could, you could read um, that verse for us. So nice and loud from the word, for God so loved. Perish. Excellent. Thank you, Isaac. That's great. And thank you for, for, for the others as well um, for doing that. Beautiful! Oh, watch out what I think. <laughs> <laughs> How's living in Spain, Uncle Gary? Amazing. We like it. At Little, we're big on quality and always little on price. And we mean always. Bingo. Let me take a picture. How's living on the moon? Amazing. We like it. If there's a spare one going back, see? Bingo. How's living forever? We like it. You know, I don't think living forever is very attractive, is it? Living forever has very little attractions. If you're a dull life, living forever is a nightmare, isn't it? Living forever is not what God promises. God promises, as we read, that we might have eternal life. You know, Jesus once prayed this. He prayed, this is eternal life, that I might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Um, What we're promised is a relationship with a wonderful living God that lasts forever the very best experience, the very best relationship that never ends. Not something dull, not something kind of not worth having, but something really amazing. You know, one Christmas, uh, like this, had a service, speaking at a service, and there was a young man called Richard. Richard was around about um, 20 years old. His brother had been coming to church for quite a while, and he'd been coming once or twice, And he came on Christmas morning, and I was preaching on that verse that the children so helpfully read to us, John 3.16, about God so loving the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And Richard, after the service, came to me and he said, I believed in Jesus today. 
That was a wonderful present. That was a wonderful Christmas gift. Richard had come into the friendship with the living God that would last forever. Uh, I'm still, still in touch with Richard. It's lovely to see how he's growing in his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's 20 years or so now. He's a, he's a 40-something man now with children of his own. He'd looked up, you see. He'd looked up from the ordinary, everyday life here and now. He'd looked up and he'd seen something about Jesus. Of course, that happened, as we think about the whole story, as those shepherds look after sheep. Any of you saw all creatures great and small yesterday might know that farmers sometimes worry about sheep. A shepherd on Christmas Eve with a dying sheep it can be a distressing thing. You're, you're worried perhaps as a, a shepherd about your sheep. You're maybe having a bit of time out, a cup of tea or a game of cards, and suddenly the, the whole sky fills with light, and there is this announcement. We've got good news for you. Don't worry, we're not coming to remind you of unpaid taxes. We're coming to remind you that there's good news. Good news that a Savior has been born in the town of David. Good news of salvation for you. And of course, the wonderful thing is, as we read in the story in Luke chapter 2, the good news is good news because it is true news. That's what makes it good news. You know, I could say, couldn't I, to the children here, you know, forget about the 10 pounds. You're going to get a million pounds at lunchtime and that would be good news. But their parents want me to say, it's not true news. It's only good news if it's true news. And we read about the shepherds. They went to Bethlehem and they saw it was just as the angels had said. They really did find a baby in a manger, a feeding trough for an animal. And he was wrapped in cloths. They saw it was true, and thus they returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told. They looked up, you see, and looking up, they received a message that changed their lives. All the, uh, all the wise men, the magi, looking up and seeing a star, seeing an unusual star in the sky. Now, I've got a bit of a theory about these magi. I think probably they came from Babylon. Probably they um, were, were people who liked to mess around in libraries, read interesting books about this, that, and the other. They liked to explore things. They were following the science. And I think that they came across, they came across a book, a very ancient book, a book written by a man called Daniel in the Old Testament. And Daniel's full of sums and confusing numbers. And I think these magi, they saw a, an unusual star in the sky and they read the book of Daniel and they thought, hey, maybe something's going on. Looking up, they put two and two together and they got on their camels, they packed their gifts and they went to find who was at the end of that star. 
You know, strange things can make people think about Jesus, can't they? It might be a star in the sky. It might be a whole bunch of angels. It might be the birth of your first child. It might be the death of someone that you love. It might be a change in your circumstances. It might be the fact that you've been ill or someone you love is ill. You suddenly think that maybe there is more to life than this. You look up from the ordinary and the everyday and you begin to think about things that might be more real than that. And they reach Jesus. And someone has said, the surest way of finding Jesus is to determine in advance to give your all to him as soon as you find him and to hold nothing back. The wise men, they come and they worship Jesus because they see he is the most special individual in all the universe. Matthew, who wrote the gospel that has that story about the Magi. He was a hard-working man. He was a tax collector. You know, after the end of October, when we file our tax returns, um, tax men are very busy. Um, they're in their counting house. They're counting the money. They're making sure that you've declared all that you should about your taxes. And they're, they're working. They're, they're at their computer. They're at their books. And they're looking down. But one day, one day, Matthew chapter 9 and verse 9, as Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at a tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. Matthew looked up. He looked up at a man who was worth more than all the money he'd been counting at his table. He looked up and he saw Someone who was worth following. Someone who was worth giving his whole life to. You know, sometimes someone comes into our life so unexpectedly and catches our heart that our lives are never, ever the same again. I think for me, Jesus and my wife are the two people that have done that. Someone comes unexpectedly into your life and he says, follow me. Follow me. Look up and follow me. Coming back to the film, there is a bit of a twist at the end of the film. It's not quite like Darth Vader's Luke, I am your father. It's not quite as, um, a, 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 as big a, a, an end as that. But remember, Kate had had a heart transplant. The odd thing about the film is that Tom, this mysterious friend, keeps disappearing. And then at the end of the film, they realize that, in fact, Tom is not alive at all. He died a year before, and it was his heart that was in Kate. That's how the story went. No, sorry. Yeah, sorry about that spoiler. <laughs> Preachers spoil every film. Last Christmas, she sings that song at the end of the, the film. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, um, I'll give it to someone special. Maybe to someone special. When someone comes into our life and says, follow me, 
captures our heart, everything is different. Well, we know the, the Christmas song. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would give a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? Give him my heart. Now, we're not talking about heart transplant. You're not laying on the floor and having your heart um, ripped open. Uh, You don't join the zipper club. It just means that you want to give your life to this Jesus who has given his life for you. In John's gospel, there is a a lovely statement in John chapter 1. It's this. Jesus was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Kate, in the film Last Christmas, received the heart of a stranger that allowed her to live. We celebrate today on Christmas Day the giving of the Son of God who gives his whole life in order that we might live in a relationship with him as his child and experience eternal life, the most fantastic life that will never, ever end. Just imagine for a moment that this was your last Christmas. Now, of course, for a lot of people in the last 18 months, that's been more than an academic question. There have been healthy, fit and well individuals who have passed from time to eternity, people we might not have expected to die. What about if this was your last Christmas? There was an obituary that was written about a Frenchman, and the obituary said this, he passed out of this world before he understood why he had come into this world. He passed out of this world before he had understood why he had entered into this world. What a tragedy to live our last Christmas without discovering why Jesus came in the first Christmas. God's loving gift that we might not lose everything, but gain everything by gaining him. Let's pray.